Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Anyway, good day to you all. You know, I don't usually get a chance to do shows on the weekends, so this is kind of fun for me to slip this in before we go back about our day. It's not going to be a long episode, but it is a different one. This is what I am calling, and you saw it on the graphic in the background. If I can make my face smaller, I'd show it again, but I don't think I can right now. Let's make a deal. Fantasy Basketball Edition. The way this works, at least for now, is I am trading away a player, and I need you guys who are watching or on Twitter or something to send me offers for that player. Now... This also is maybe not the greatest idea of a show to do live. That may be a lesson that I learn here in episode one, because that means at the front end of the show, I need to wait for you guys to put stuff in the chat room. So if you're watching right now while I'm introducing the concept, please do take a moment and offer me someone in the chat room for Scotty Barnes. That's the player du jour. What I'd like to do is then go through some of those offers and see if any of them make sense, meaning I will either accept or reject them and give you guys uh, an opportunity to understand why I'm doing that thing. If this doesn't work, we'll change the way it's work. We'll change the way we build it, meaning instead of making it a live show, I will take uh, suggestions beforehand on social media, bring those over, and I'll just run through them. Um, maybe that makes more sense. I wanted to see how this would go live um, before I went the other route because I like doing shows live. I like to be able to uh, hang with you guys in the chat room. Um, but again, we'll, we'll sort of see how it flows. I'm also trying to figure out, and I, you know, I don't know if this is necessarily going to work, but I'm trying to figure out a way to do it on the other side where I would like to be buying on a player because I think buying low is actually more is easier to do than selling high it's much it's hard to part with a player that you become really attached to when they get off to a really good start like a Scotty Barnes now again there is value in you guys seeing what we could get for him in this discussion and people are throwing some names in the chat room so it looks like maybe this does work after all on the flip side I don't actually really know I keep thinking it through on how to run a buy show but I don't know what that that would be Maybe I say, hey, look, I'm. Uh, it's still sort of in this sell mode, but it's a different one. Like, I'm trying to buy player X, whoever that might be. Call it Brooke Lopez right now. It would have been Keegan Murray, but he exploded. Keegan was like the easiest buy low of the century yesterday, before, right after Jimmy Butler was the day before. Um, I can't figure out how to run this on the buy side. So I'll keep working on that one, but we're going to try. Let's make a deal. I'm trading away Scotty Barnes. There he is on the screen for you guys. Uh, I opened it in a in a photo viewer window. I, let's see if we can make this bigger. There we go. That's taking up most of the window now. But let's also shrink it down. There, there we go. That's perfect. There, you can see his face. You see his Yahoo stats. You don't. You're not subject to all the uh, other stuff that's floating around. Okay, let's go to the chat room. I'm selling you all, Scotty Barnes. Who are you guys offering me? DeJounte Murray. 
is player number one that's being offered to me. So first and foremost, I guess what I should do with this this concept is let you guys know what's going on with Scotty Barnes. He's currently ranked number 11 in nine category leagues on the shoulders of 21 and a half points, two three-pointers, 10.4 rebounds. I know, that's crazy. Six assists, 1.5 steals, 2.1 blocks. He's shooting 48.5% from the field, 75.7% at the free throw line, and he's at 2.9 turnovers per game. I'm not even going to cloud this episode uh, with analysis of Scotty Barnes, because that's not even really what it is. This this episode is about you guys offering me things and then me telling you why I would or would not do it. So it's not about like what my projections are on the player that I'm trying to sell. It's not even necessarily whether it's a buy low or a sell high. It's just to sell a player, and then we're going to work our way through it. So DeJounte Murray is the first offer on the table, and this one is an interesting one. Because you guys know I like DeJounte Murray. Um, I don't like him with all of my heart. I like him with like half of my heart. He's number 39 in 9-cat right now. 21.8 points, 2.3 three-pointers, 4.5 rebounds, 5.6 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.4 blocks, 49% from the field, and 84% at the free throw line with 2.8 turnovers per game. I reject this offer. And I probably need, like, a sound effect or some very large uh, reject word that I can put up on the screen. Let's see if I can do that in the, the middle of a show. Can I just have the word reject fly up there on the screen? Um, hmm, banners? No, that wouldn't be it. Okay, I don't know how to do that. I'd have to figure out a way to just yell rejection on this one. And for the meantime, I'll just I'll just yell the word rejected. I reject DeJounte Murray because while I was not super high on Scotty Barnes coming into the season, and so far that's been a pretty big miss, no, maybe I don't think he stays at number 11, but I do think he has a real good shot to stay in front of DeJounte, who, listen, I have no... I think this is a reasonable thing to try. I don't think it's going to get it done in your leagues. And it doesn't get it done with me. Because DeJounte was number 36 last year in a season where Trey Young was having kind of a down season. Atlanta, by all accounts, got better around Murray and Trey Young. And so I just, I don't believe that DeJounte is going to do that much more than he's doing right now. I figured he would be a mid-30s per game guy who last year showed us he can be pretty durable when he wants to be. And so far this season, he's played in the Hawks ball game. So that's a good thing. But from a per-game basis, I don't think he's all that far off where he's going to end up. Maybe, in a good universe, you get DeJounte up to 1.3, 1.4 steals. That's where we could squeeze some value back out of him. The perfect scenario for him is steals somehow trend up towards 2, which could still happen. You know, limited sample size theater here. Gordon Hayward's averaging almost 2 steals a ball game. If DeJounte gets up towards 2 steals, that's how he gets back up into that kind of top 20 maybe even a little bit higher than that. That's how maybe this trade works out. But as it stands right now, even if Barnes falls back, I don't think he falls back far enough, and I think you could get more for him than DeJounte Murray right now. Second offer, Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm. See, now this one, I might argue, is more tempting. JJJ is number 31 in 9-cat right now. 21.4 points, 1.83, 6.8 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 
0.3 steals, 1.9 blocks, 50% from the field, 80.5% at the free throw line. Number 31 in 9-cat, and I think one would be quite reasonable to note that his defensive stats are way down season over season. Not a small amount, a big amount. Last year, he was at three blocks per game and one steal. Four defensive stats last year, 2.2 this season. If you believe that's a number that goes up, and I think I kind of do, I think I accept this offer for Scotty Barnes, who I think does fall back. What do we think Scott falls down for Scotty Barnes? Like, you know, it... Okay, so look, last year he was at 1.1 steals and .8 blocks in 35 minutes a game. His minutes are up to 37, which, by the way, is completely insane. I believe in his uptick in scoring. I believe in his uptick in assists because he's now handling the basketball more. What I don't believe for Scotty Barnes is that he's suddenly now uh, a, like an 11-rebound-a-game kind of guy. I know that's what he's doing, but if he's going to try to do that all season long, he's going to run out of gas. So that number's coming down. 2.1 blocks? No. I'm sorry. That, that number is not staying where it is. You know, two seasons in the league, he didn't break one block per game, and now he's at 2.1. Steals? Okay, maybe there's a, a, muse over, a universe where his steals come up a little bit. I don't expect his steal rate to change all that much. He's on a crazy heater in those things. The shooting, the threes, the scoring, the assists, that stuff I think trends up from last year. But as the steals and blocks come down, as the rebounds I believe also come down, he falls from late first round to probably more like, um, I think you'd put him in the late 20s, early 30s, which is why I don't think DeJounte was enough. But JJJ is enough. I accept your offer, Shamir, of Jaron Jackson Jr., for Scotty Barnes. Next offer, Kawhi Leonard for Scotty Barnes. Ooh, this is a tough one. Kawhi so far is number 33. I don't think, okay, so let's step out of our game for a minute and just note the fact that I don't think this is the right time to be selling on Kawhi Leonard, so forget that for just a second. I know we're just kind of playing a game here. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Over the next two to three weeks, I would rather have Scotty Barnes. Because the Clippers are an unmitigated mess right now. And I don't think that that's about to just magically fix itself overnight. It's going to take time while they sort out this... James Harden inclusion situation, which has not been pretty so far. That said, after things start to settle, then this would be enough. So if I have Scotty Barnes, I don't think that I take Kawhi right now. 
Um, I don't know that the person that's trading away Kawhi would be willing to part with him once the Clippers start to figure out what's what, because we know Kawhi is a top five player. And it's just like everything that Scotty Barnes is doing, he's still not inside the top five. How? Uh, well, it's because he's not a positive in either of the percentages. He's actually a negative in one. Um, the other stuff is pretty amazing, but that's why it's so damn hard to get inside the top five or six in fantasy. Like, you just have to be good at so many things, and Kawhi can be. We know that's who he can be when he's making free throws, which is weird. His free throw percent is down, like, 10% right now. Um, that's basically the big thing for him. The other stuff is actually not all that far off. Steals and blocks probably tick up a little bit as, again, pieces settle. Uh, but this will be enough for me in a couple of weeks. It's not enough right now, so therefore today... I reject your offer, Michael Fleming, with apologies. Cade Cunningham. This one I don't think I need to get into too much. This one is a hard rejection for me. Cade is currently ranked number 180. I know a lot of that is because he's at 5.3, an ungodly number of turnovers per ball game. I just don't think there's a planet. Okay, the planet is a points league, but I don't think that there's a category league planet out there where Cunningham gets anywhere near Scotty Barnes this year. I didn't think Cade got to his ADP, and I wasn't drafting him there because of it. Uh, I don't think that he... The only way you're going Cade is if you're punting field goal and turnovers. I do think Cade's defensive stats come up, so he's very much a buy-low opportunity right now, which means that in terms of trying to sell him for a, a buy-high guy like a Scotty Barnes... I wag my finger in disgust, and I say, Nay, Mark, I reject your offer of Cade Cunningham. Nicholas offers me Jalen Brunson, which is uh, more enticing than Cade Cunningham, but not enticing enough. Uh, I had Brunson behind DeJounte Murray to start the year, and I've seen nothing to move me off of that position. I know Jalen is a bit of a buy low right now because his field goal percent is way, way down. But we also know that with Brunson, as long as Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly and all these other guys in New York are actually still going to be taking some shots, there's just no way that Brunson gets above top 30 on a per-game basis. And if you're going to pry Scotty Barnes out of my hands, you need to offer me somebody that I feel pretty damn confident is going to end up inside the top 25 at the end of this year, which is why so far the only offer I've accepted that's been thrown my way is Jaron Jackson Jr., who I think does get to that point, and we're seeing better scoring numbers for him. So all we need is the defensive stats to tick back up even a little bit, and that one works itself out. But for Brunson, I, I don't even expect his steals to stay where they are right now. He's at 22.5 points, 2.5 threes, 3.5 rebounds, almost 5 assists, just over a steal on a uh, pitiful 40.5% from the field, 82.5% at the free throw line. He's okay. From the foul line, that's not a big plus for him. The field goal percent is one of the reasons that you drafted Brunson, and it hasn't been there yet. Yes, I do think that comes back. I think we get Jalen somewhere back around where he was last year, which I believe was in the 40s in 9-cat, and that is not enough to pry Scotty Barnes out of my hand. So, thus, I reject your offer of Jalen Brunson. Uh, I think there are a few joke offers in the chat room. That's why I'm skipping over them for now. Um, but I'll throw this one in there. Zion Williamson, uh, I'm going to go no on this one. And Zion, to me, is always overdrafted because people are punting free throws and they think that that's just going to be enough. And there was one season where it was, but there's this hope that he somehow starts getting defensive stats. 
And every once in a while, he does it in one game, and then everybody's like, hey, is this a thing that's going to stick? And no, it doesn't. It's not. No. It happens in one game out of every, like, five or six, and then the other ones he doesn't, and that's how it ends up at, like, 0.6 to 1 steal and almost no blocks per ball game. Field goal percent's going to get better for him, so that will improve, uh, but the free throw is going to be a pretty goodly negative, and uh, so this one's a, a hard rejection. You will not get Scotty Barnes for me on that one. Nick Claxton? Sorry, Patrick, I'm not even going to entertain this one with a breakdown. He's not only hurt... Uh, but he didn't even get off to a good start before that. Claxton, even if you're punting free throws, right? Which funny thing is that he actually made all three of his free throws this year. He was only averaging this one game. Or sorry, he made one free throw this year. 7.7 rebounds and three blocks. Uh, I know that Claxton is coming off a good season last year. And so there's this, there's a little bit of a, how can you say yes to JJJ and no to Nick Claxton when, like, the steals and the blocks were one of the big reasons that Nick was ranked as high as he was. Um, I, I just, I don't know that Claxton gets back to where he was last year. And right now I need to have someone with that proven ability and upside even beyond that to pull a Scotty Barnes out of my arms. Um, and for Claxton, he's, he's just sort of a no. I've been offered a two for one of Claxton and Gordon Hayward. That's also not going to be good enough for me with apologies. Before I get to the next couple of names, if you guys are enjoying this weird little one-off show, please do take a moment to like and subscribe. I'm trying things. I think it's fun to do different ideas for shows. Um, and so this is one of them. We'll try other stuff as well. But please do like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. See if people can find it, and uh, we'll roll with it from there. By the way, also, you can find me on social media. I forgot to say that. This is a bonus Fantasy NBA Today episode. I am your host, Dan Bespris. You guys know that stuff. Um... We got another Kawhi in there, but another two-for-one. Asar Thompson and Jalen Johnson. No, that's not going to get it done for me. I do like Jalen Johnson a lot. Um, he's number 74. I like Asar Thompson a lot. He's been incredible to this point. I Actually, you know what? I think... No, I got that wrong on uh, Jalen Johnson. He's a little bit higher than that right now, right? Yeah. I lost him. There he is. He's at 50. Asar's at 43. So you're offering now two top 50 guys currently for Scotty Barnes, who's number 11. If these were guys that I thought would definitely finish in the 40s, I might say yes. So it is a little bit tempting. But I also believe that Asar Thompson uh, probably cools a little bit. The steals and blocks rate is is nuts right now. I'm, I'm super into his fantasy game. I don't know how you couldn't be. Um, but 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3.2 defensive stats. Feels kind of hard for a young guy to sustain for an entire season. Jalen Johnson, I, I think the 60% field goal number comes down for him. So I think both of these guys probably cool a little over the next month. And uh, so that's why, with apologies, Chris, tempting, but I reject. Alperen Shengun. Here's an interesting one. He's number 47 right now. And it's a little bit weird because his... Sort of the popcorn stats, as we call them. Uh, points, boards, and assists all are really good to this point. 19 points, 8.3 boards, 6.1 assists. Uh, and the field goal percent's been really good. 62% on 13.5 shots per game. There's been a lot of really nice positives for him. Uh, but the defensive stats haven't been where I think we expected them to be. He's really not blocking anybody right now, which is probably good because the Rockets as a team are playing much better position defense, including Shengun. He's taken a very large step forward in understanding principles on that defensive side, but it also helps that the guys in front of him, 
the Freddie Van Vliet's, the Dylan Brooks's. Uh, you've seen some reserves come in and do it, doing a better job of just keeping guys in front of them. So Alperin's not back there getting into foul trouble and trying to swat a bunch of shots and just always in the wrong place. Also, he's been a mess at the free throw line. Uh, so low defensive stats, bad free throws, has kind of sagged his numbers, which makes me think two things could happen. One, do we see any kind of slowdown in the popcorn stats? 19-8-6 and six is, is pretty high. So far, we haven't seen an indicator that that's slowing down, but it could. On the other side, do we see an uptick in blocks? Is that something that comes around over the course of the season? Same thing with free throws. Does that get up into the mid to high 60s? And then maybe he's not kind of a punt free throw guy, which he is right now, and just more of a kind of bad free throw guy, which you can stomach a little bit better. So um, the answer to that question is we don't really know. Uh, because we haven't seen Shangun with these competent pieces around him and him playing better defense, so not getting totally played off the floor. Competent. Doesn't have to be great, just needs to be competent, and that's what he's been so far. I'm inclined to stick with Scotty Barnes. Um, I think the chances that he stays above, even if you think Shangun goes forward from here, I think Scotty Barnes has a pretty good shot to stay in front of that mark. So again, tempting, but rejected. Oh, this one might be the hardest one so far. Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey is right next to Scotty Barnes with a super hot start to the season. In fact, by nine cat ratings, he's actually ahead because Maxey hasn't been turning the ball over at all. 26 points, three threes, 5.3 boards, seven and a half assists, 1.1 steals, 0.8 blocks for Tyrese, 48% from the field, 92.5% at the free throw line. He's been a big wowie so far. I thought he'd be good this year, and I didn't think he'd be anywhere near this good. It's kind of like Shea last season where I was like, yeah, I'm on him. He was on the old man squad, but I didn't think he was going to be a top three guy. I thought Maxi was going to be good this year. He was drafted near, what, like 40, 45? I thought he'd be in the, in the late 20s, mid 30s, something like that. Number seven? Yeah, no, I didn't think that was going to happen. Like Scotty Barnes, I do think that Tyrese probably cools a little bit as this season goes. Um, perhaps you see a slight downtick in free throw, a slight downtick in blocks also feels quite reasonable, maybe an uptick in turnovers. Uh, and there has to be a worry that Philly uses some of the pieces they acquired and picks to go get another medium-high usage guy. If those things happen, you could see Tyrese fall a couple of rounds in value. As it stands right now, the down ticks for him are not that big. You know, blocks going down from 0.8 to what? 0.3? 0.4? It's something, but it's not massive. Turnovers ticking up from 1 to what? 1 and change? 2? It's something, but it's not colossal. I think that both of these guys come back to earth a little. So now you're just thinking, which one comes back to earth farther? I think Scotty Barnes comes back to earth a little bit farther than Maxi, And so on this one, I think I accept your offer. The second one we've gotten through so far, JJJ and Tyrese Maxey has been the two, or they're the two acceptances to this point. Let's do maybe two more names. I want to keep this to a half an hour show. De'Aaron Fox, this is actually a really good one. I know he's hurt right now. Let's assume that he's back in the very near future. He was number 17 before going down admittedly, 31.3 points per game is probably not a number that he sustains. 
let's assume that De'Aaron Fox probably ends up a little bit more like what we saw out of him last year, which was 25 points, four boards, six assists, 1.1 steals, and doesn't take this flying leap forward. You know, free throw is suddenly not a negative right now. Steals and blocks are way up. Scoring, way up. All this stuff comes back down to earth a little bit. It's a pretty good offer. Because if you think Fox does take a small step forward, you might say, okay, well, maybe Fox does like remain in that in the 20s this year instead of the 40s. Would that be enough? Uh, I'm not willing to risk it. I'm personally concerned that this is an injury-plagued season for a bunch of Sacramento Kings. They were one of the healthiest teams in the NBA last year, which feels kind of fluky to me. And I do believe that they end up a little closer to the 500 mark a little step backwards. Fox would be a part of that. Even if his numbers take a small step forward, I think that there's a health risk involved. And so I reject your very reasonable offer of De'Aaron Fox. I got two more good ones here on the... Oh, there's three more good ones. Four more good ones. Ah, man, I'm not going to get through this thing. Um, Desmond Bain is a good one. I'm going to make the analysis shorter on this. I'm going to go no on this um, because I actually really like Desmond Bain a lot. He's number 14 right now, um, but we're already nine games into the 25-game Jaws suspension. Um, and Jaws is going to put a huge hole into Bain's usage. He's taking 21 shots a game. That's just not going to happen when Jaw comes back. I love, love, love Desmond Bain. I love his fantasy game, but we know a massive drop is coming for him. And with Barnes, you're like, okay, well, a lot of things seem like they should come down. For Bain, we're fully aware of it. Steals, usage, blocks, on top of the usage, it's all coming down. He likely falls from where he is now, which is on the turn to more like early 30s after the fact. So even if you think Scotty Barnes falls back like a round, round and a half, even two rounds, we know Bain is falling back that far. So I'm going to pass on that one. Jimmy Butler. For Scotty Barnes. All right. You guys might have gotten me on this one. I think I'm going to go Butler. Because a lot of stuff is down, down, down for him. And I don't think it's just magically twisting into the low range. Butler is number 44 right now. We know he's going to get himself into the top 20. That's just the way it works. So basically, and this is the wrong time to sell, by the way, on Jimmy Butler. Because he's taking a personal day. And he's been off to a little bit of a slow start. But at some point, he's going to go on one of his runs. And the field goal percent is going to jump up to 48, 49, 50. And the steals are going to jump up from 1.4 to 1.6 or 1.7. And the assists are going to get from 3.5 to 5 or 6. And he's going to look like Jimmy Butler always looks. And he's going to be a top 15 fantasy play. And so on this one, again, maybe not the right time to sell on Butler. But I accept. I will take your Jimmy Butler for Scotty Barnes because I do think these two ships pass in the night. DeMontis Sabonis. This one's a hard one, because I always felt like he was being a bit overdrafted this year. He was number 20 per game last year, and it felt like that was probably the best it could have possibly been in a million years. And with Scotty Barnes, what if it doesn't fall off that hard? So I'm actually, believe it or not, going to pass on this one. Sabonis' free throw number is down. I think that probably comes back at some point this year, so that'll rebound, and everything else is fine. 17.5 points, 13 boards, 7 assists. That's all great, 
that would get him into the top 25 if the free throw number gets back to sort of career mark for Sabonis, and it might. But I don't think that I would take that chance right now, which is crazy because 100 out of 100 people would have drafted Sabonis over Scotty Barnes. And this day today, I actually am not taking that deal. And the last one is Anthony Edwards. And this one is also a pretty hard one. Ant-Man up to number 27 right now. And I think this is pretty close to where he ends up. 50% from the field, 80 at the free throw line. Feels like about as good as those are going to get. 21 shots a game, 28 points. Converting is about as good as it's going to get. I was never an ant on the turn guy this year. I think he does take a step forward. Funny thing is, I was really high on the Timberwolves this year, but I thought people were getting too high on Anthony Edwards. And so on this one, uh, I'm going to say no. I think Scotty Barnes has just taken a bigger leap this this season than Edwards has. I don't think Ant gets much higher than he is right now at 27. Um, the only way that he gets higher is if he maintains all of this stuff and the turnovers go from 3.6 down to maybe like 2.9, something like that. And then those guys might end up right next to each other because I think Scotty Barnes probably falls into this late 20s, early 30s range. And I think Edwards might fall back 5, 10 slots over the year. So this one's fair. It's quite fair. Um, and if you wanted to use Barnes to get Anthony Edwards, you probably could right now. Um, but I actually think I'm going to go Barnes, at least for the next little bit. I, I just I think that we've seen this massive step forward. It may come down to which of those two dudes stays healthier over the course of the year. And so that maybe is a little bit of a coin flip. I'm going to reject it, which I know is insane. Um, but that one's kind of a 50-50 one for me. And that is the last offer we will take on this funny little one-off show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's make a deal, Scotty Barnes edition. We had requests. By the way, if you have requests, feel free to put them in the comments section, not the live chat, because I'm not going to check that after the show is over. Um, someone said, how about Paul George? Um, maybe that's an, a future one. I think we got a, can we do this for Harden, PG, Kawhi in the coming weeks? Maybe. I want to try to focus more on guys that you'd probably classify as more of a sell high. To see like, hey, what would I do? How far do we think this guy's going to go? Is it a buy? Is it a sell? Is it a hold? That kind of thing. And that's why I picked Scotty Barnes today. Because, yes, I think we all kind of assume he's going to fall back a little bit. But how far was the question. And I hope we figured that out in today's show. Thanks again for watching, everybody. I'm Dan Bespris. Hope you enjoyed this special Saturday edition of Fantasy NBA Today. Have a delightful rest of the day. We'll be back on Monday with a reverse chronological lightning round, weekend recap, and deep dive once again on the waiver wire. Please like, rate, subscribe on your way out of town. Uh, Want to keep growing all this stuff, and you guys are a big part of that. Come hang out with us in Discord. That link is in the description. I think I also threw the link to the secret pod in the description. You can go sign up to the email list. That's how you get that as well. See you Monday, everybody. So long for now.